Hey everyone and welcome to our very special Rumcast Year in Review episode for 2022. I am John Gulla. And I am Will Hookinga. And we are the podcast that talks all things rum-related with the people who love and shape it. We are super excited today to be sharing with you our best rums of the year by category later on. But I I wanted to start us off by maybe thinking of the year as a whole. Uh, Will, I I think it's been a long and interesting year in rum for sure. Have you had a chance to kind of sit back and reflect on it yet? Yeah, you know, this is the time of year for reflecting, for taking stock, uh, you know, looking back at the year, and that's what we always like to do in this episode hopefully reveal a few fun and interesting rums we were able to try throughout the year but i mean yeah man it's 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 been a great year for rum it was it was really cool to look back at it and revisit uh i I fortunately a lot of the i I think all of the picks i had i still had some rum left and so i was able to go back and and revisit them i've got some of them here with me today and i'm excited to find out what yours are because i have no idea we as as is our tradition here on the Rumcast, we don't talk about these with each other in advance, so I'm excited. I, I know, me too. I want to find out what yours are, and I also am going to be partaking in a lot of my picks this year as we're talking about them to just kind of go through them again and and be reminded. Um, Listen, it's it's we're recording this on the 23rd. It is a winter wonderland here <laughs> in in many parts of the country right now. It's yeah. you asked me what t- the temperature was. I'm visiting family here in Memphis. It's five degrees Fahrenheit currently. <laughs> wow. There's an inch of snow on the ground. They're doing rolling blackouts right as we were starting to record this. I was like, oh, I just found out they're doing rolling blackouts. So hopefully we'll avoid it and like right then the power went yeah. out. <laughs> it's like perfect timing. So hopefully we'll get through this without any power interruptions. But I'm excited. I, I, I agree. It's uh well I'm I'm glad you're up there and not me. It's uh seventy something degrees down here in Miami. So I'm thankful for that for sure. Uh, and uh, but 70? a little jealous because. Yeah, but with the white Christmas that you have there, you showed me the snow outside. That is kind of cool. I mean, it's not going to get above freezing until after Christmas, so I think some of this white that is has dusted the ground will will stay around and that's, oh, okay. that's very yeah. very rare here here in tennessee so it's a yeah. good time it's a good time to stay inside all day and drink rum maybe before we get started i i have uh as is want to do for me sometimes have an idea that just uh kind of comes about that okay. i subject you to and right. most of the time you're a good sport with it and you're like <laughs> yeah let's do it man uh uh-huh. and uh-huh. and uh tame sometimes tame the idea so i ha- i heard this idea from a sports related show recently Okay. And I thought it would be fun to, and it would work really well in the rum vein. So I just straight up stole it. So essentially, what the premise is, is I'm going to give you a prompt and it's going to be uh, the name of a well known celebrity. Okay. And you will tell me what rum bottle you would gift them for okay. the holidays and why you would do that. So okay. then, so this after is like that, a- you can. Yeah. This is like a celebrity rum secret Santa type thing. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm into it. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, after that, you can give me a celebrity name and I'll pick a rum for them and we can maybe go back and forth a couple of okay. times and, and just I'm see how thinking, it goes. I'm already thinking of a few that'll be good for you. So <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Let's do it. Good. Good. All right. So do, do you want to jump in first with yours or do you want me uh, to it's start your, It's your idea. So I, I think you should steer the ship. Kick it off. Give, right, give, me, right. give me a name and I'll try all to right. come well, up with something. <laughs> Well, I, I thought of, uh, you know, uh, your our common hobby here is rum, but you have some other hobbies and interests. And yeah. the first thing I thought of, of course, was basketball for you. And so you, you're going to have to give a rum bottle to this player who's probably, 
I, I think I feel comfortable in saying he's the most well-known player in basketball right now. Okay. Uh, and in the conversation, maybe, for best of all time. I don't know if that's... I think that's, I know who uh, you're talking about. Yeah. We're, we're going to go with uh, LeBron James. King gotta, James. King all right. James. You got to pick a rum for LeBron James this holiday. Wow. What to give to the man who has everything. I think you correctly set him up, by the way. Definitely the okay. most famous player right now. And uh, yeah, people would definitely say in the conversation for the all-time greatest. I still have MJ up there, but yeah. I understand the LeBron argument. Um, he's he's going to become the all-time leading scorer this year, which is pretty cool. Um, mm. So anyway, but if I had to give him a bottle of rum, I'm thinking about LeBron. You know, he's a corny dad, which is one of the things <laughs> I always think about him first and foremost. Um, I like him already. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you would like, you'd like that side of his personality. He... He uh, is part of a tequila brand. I believe it's called oh, Lobos right. Tequila. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But he's also a big wine guy, which I, I hmm. more casual observers may not know, but he's very into wine, um, knows a lot about wine. That's kind of a big thing in the NBA right now. There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of guys are big into the vino. But so knowing all that about him, I think I need to go with something. Um, a rum agricole, right? You know, because Ooh, I feel like whoa. people who are into agave spirits That's can kind of move. can okay. kind of gravitate to that that you know vegetal grassiness mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of rum agricole, and then I think wine people also. You know, you can talk about the cane, the agricultural aspect of it, which is somewhat mm-hmm. akin to wine. So, I, I think what I'm going to do is. I'm going to give LeBron. It's actually I'm going to wait to reveal the specific bottle because it's one okay. of my picks. Oh, and when I get to the pick, I'll reveal it. But it's it's a an unaged rum agricole. That's what I would give to him, and because I think you know I could tell him the story of rum agricole, where it comes from. I think he'd really appreciate that. So Merry Christmas, LeBron. Here's some rum. Merry Christmas. (laughs) I I like the idea of the the tequila kind of uh, vein there, and how you're going with that. So that I think that gives you a higher percentage shot, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, to take a risk. But how many opportunities, like? I have to at least give him something memorable that stands out, right? You know, he's an extremely wealthy person. Yeah. I think he's on the cusp of being a billionaire. Uh, he may yeah. already be a billionaire. So, you know, I can't just give him something that tastes similar to what he's had before. I've got to blow his mind a little bit. Here. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. I can see it. All right. I think he's going to appreciate that. Okay. Okay. So, I need to pick someone for you. Um, well, the first name that comes to mind immediately, I, I'm assuming we can pick people who are dead. Is that is that allowed? <laughs> I didn't specifically state it was against the rules, so I think <laughs> okay. we can do that. <laughs> um, J.R.R. Tolkien himself. Oh, uh, of course. Your, your of personal course. hero. Uh, I, You know, well, I mean, I've made it well known that I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings and really uh-huh. all things Tolkien. Uh, even his translations of Old uh, old English are really, really great. Beowulf What's the correct and pronunciation others? right now, uh, by the way? Is it Tolkien? Tolkien? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's Tolkien. It's one of those uh, yeah. names I never knew exactly how to pronounce it, so I just kind of like, yeah. you know, told me, like yeah. just kind of like <laughs> mumble the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. Hope Tolkien. I didn't notice. It's Tolkien. John Ronald Ruel Tolkien, Tolkien, to be specific. J-R-R. Right. Yes. Which, by the way, George R.R. R. Martin uh, totally stole it's the a nod. R. It's a nod to yeah. J.R.R. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Okay. An homage, if you will. Okay. All right. So, Tolkien. Uh, wow. So, first, I have to go back in time a little bit here. Okay. Uh, I'm sitting around. I, I'm imagining the, the holiday party uh, at the old pub where all the Inklings used to meet with him and C.S. Lewis and others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, thinking about what I would want to bring to the table there. Knowing Tolkien, 
Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is I want to blend. Okay. Why? And, uh, well, because I think Tolkien's strength as a writer is to blend and come up with all these different cultures that he creates mm. languages and histories and motivations for, okay. makes them all work together into one major narrative that kind of leaps off the page for me. And that's what I want to do is I want to have a rum that's a blend okay. and that leaps into this, this one bottle. Um, so I think it's only natural that I'm going to go with one of the finest blended rums that is out there. Okay. And what I would consider somehow, somehow it feels Tolkienian in name. Tolkienian. <laughs> Tolkienian, like if I can use that. Um, Black Tot. I'm gonna go with, okay. I'm gonna go with Black Tot. Uh, the the Black Gates, uh, you know, and other things that are in Lord of the Rings comes to mind. But Black Tot. Uh, now, if I really, really wanted to go high end here, and I could find a bottle of Last Consignment, yeah, uh, of course that would be fantastic. But I don't know that I can pocket that. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is a fantasy exercise, John. So come on, like do Last Consignment. I mean, I, I feel like I mean, that's that's a rum that has lore attached to it. Exactly. So that's very Tolkienish. And also, yes. I, I get what you're saying with bringing all these different places. It's, it's an expansive rum. Like, it brings stuff from exactly. different parts of the globe. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's kind of what I think of when I think of Tolkien. You know, I like, uh, I, I really like Game of Thrones. And that's what I think about with uh, George R.R. R. Martin as okay. well. Okay. And, and I know he's inspired a lot by Tolkien. Though I, I know you would, I see your face right now, and you're like, don't compare them at all. Don't put no, them no, in the no. Same I sentence, mean, it, but. it's clear where he's taken off from, but it's also clear he made his own thing, which is, which is good. You don't they want both have like the big mimic. expansive worlds with like right. really like right. the world far-reaching mm-hmm. history mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So the the yes. blend it's spot on. I like it. Yeah. Good pick. Good. And you know, one other thing to mention is although he wasn't in the navy, he was in the British army during World oh. War One. I, okay. I have to imagine that, that they had some decent rum then as well. He so, probably had uh, some. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. Did the did the army get it too, or was the navy just hoarding it all? We need to phone up uh, Mitch or or somebody else mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. and ask them. Uh, if that was the case, but I can totally imagine him smoking on his pipe and, and sipping some black tot. So that uh, feels very all right. fitting. Okay. All right. So who uh, else, who else, you, who else is on my list? Yeah. For you. Um, I also think this is a person you, you mentioned, uh, watching a documentary recently on this one. Oh uh, yeah. And I watched, I watched part of it and I did you find did? it interesting. I did. I watched part of it. Yeah. You didn't finish it. I didn't finish it yet. Come on, uh, it's, it's God, been a busy couple of weeks. I <laughs> give me a break. I had to prepare for this. Um, <laughs> So uh, I'm going to go with uh, one of your personal heroes, I think, Bob Dylan. I don't know if that's probably a little strong, but I know you like Bob. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd say he's a hero. Uh, I I try to be careful with that word because you can't you can't rely on anyone to be a hero now. You know, you name someone a hero, and then the next week, like you know, you find out they're they're a dirtbag. But that's fair. um, And I think Bob would would outright reject that term as well. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I have been a big Bob Dylan fan since I was probably like 16 years old or so. The documentary you're talking about that I recommended to you is called No Direction Home, and yes. I think it's on Netflix. It was directed by Martin Scorsese. It's a great, great documentary. I always recommend this to people who tell me they don't get Bob Dylan, which I think was kind of like, I know it, you it like him me. as a songwriter, but you're not a big yeah. fan. You know, the right. voice is a little bit hard to get past. Yeah. Um, but it's it's what will, I think, really kind of show people what makes him special. And, okay, God, what am I going to give Bob Dylan? Um Okay, well, I'll go back to what I just said right there. So whether you love Bob Dylan or you hate Bob Dylan, okay, you will recognize his voice anywhere it shows <laughs> That's up. That's true. It is distinct. Some yeah, people love it. Him. Some mm-hmm. people hate it. What mm-hmm. rum is exactly like that, John? Uh, Hamden? No. 
What? Wait, another rum that's distinct that you can't mistake. In, I mean, okay, Hampton is is distinct. It's it's recognizable, but the one that okay. is really divisive is Carony, right? Oh, of course. Okay, I so was going to go either I, there or Savannah High Esther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and I think the you know Bob Dylan is a storyteller, right? And the story of of Carony Caroni, however you want to say uh, it, that is a good. I like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's got the mystique to it. Bob Dylan's got some mm-hmm. mystique to him, and it's just okay. yeah. I mean, if you put a little bit of that in a blend, you're gonna know it right away, right? Yeah, it's got that love yeah. it or hate it kind of thing going, which I think Dylan has. So I feel that's appropriate. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know what bottle. Maybe that Velier one that's in the you know like the yellow. Um, label with the mm-hmm. the naval scene depicted on it. It's very pretty. It was like an mm-hmm. anniversary bottle. Uh, it, yeah. It's like an approachable one. So I think that's what I would I would give old old Bobby D. Yeah, it's a good pick. I I, I think I, I buy into exactly what you're saying with the through line there of the story and the mystique <laughs> and all of that. Uh, it does feel very Dylan. Okay, so so I have to give you right. someone. Um, I know you're a big Miami sports guy, so I'm that trying to think of legendary. Miami sports figures. Um, I think the one that comes to mind for me the most. Did you ever watch the ESPN documentary? Thirty I think for thirty called the U, right? The, the thirty. There's for 30 the one? U thirty for thirty. Yes. Yeah. There's a, there's um, part one and part two actually. Yeah. So yep. when I think of Miami, I think about that era, and I think yep. about Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> all right, my favorite <laughs> coach of all time, actually. Even though he uh, because left. Yes. Well, he remember, he left and he went to the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan also. Oh, I don't know if that right. was like You're one well of those known. people. I forgot. Well, I mean, you know, he made such an impression on me at the University of okay. Miami for football that I jumped in. Remember, he was one in 15, I think, that first year at Dallas. Wow, and was I he? stuck with him. Yes. And my family at the time, I think we all picked different teams besides the Dolphins because we were so down on them. Okay. And, uh, and I picked the Dallas Cowboys. And then, of course, two years later, he wins the Super Bowl with them. Uh-huh. So, like, at that point, it's like you know you're cemented as a fan so i've been a miserable dallas cowboys fan since 1996 i know some miserable (laughs) dallas cowboys fans so yeah yeah Um, yeah. all right so for for jimmy i think i'm gonna go with the obvious route here but before i do that you know the first things that come to mind for jimmy are he's a south florida guy like you said Mm -hmm. not only did he coach dallas but then he moved to miami dolphins and coached them afterwards so he was both with the university of miami and the miami dolphins didn't win anything with the dolphins but you know same story there um and he's like notoriously loves the keys oh really i didn't know that about him oh yeah he he lived in the keys i think he might still live in the keys actually right now nice Uh, and i'm not sure exactly where but i know he's a keys guy so the first thing that i thought of was like maybe uh a a keys distillery rum but um i I don't think we've ever said this rum on the program before and i'm not sure i would want to give it to him i'm sure somebody else has probably given him uh the pp (laughs) <laughs> wait a second i guess i can't say it like that it's uh, oh, are you talking about I, the the hemingway rum yes i was gonna say the papa's pilar but uh yeah that's much better than pp and so I, i'm not i'm not gonna give him that yeah um, I, i'm gonna give him move. i'm gonna give him well it was just one thing that came to mind uh that that kind of gives right. me a jimmy johnson feel okay but like i said i'm sure people have given him that uh and you know Let's be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the rum. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so. Trying to say without saying, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with, instead, Appleton Hearts 1984. 
Ooh, okay. I'm guessing this is a significant year. Is that a year exactly. he won a championship or something? Yes. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, I think actually technically it was the first year he was the University of Miami coach, okay. uh, head coach, and also the, the year we won the national championship. Okay. So nice. uh, it wasn't him as head coach yet. I'm, I'm going by memory right now, but I'm pretty sure I have that right, that he wasn't head coach yet. It was Howard Schnellenberger or somebody. But he did take over as head coach in 1984 for that program, and I think that's what escalated his career. Uh, and then secondly, Appleton Hearts is just a fantastic you know, expression. Yeah. And yes, uh, I, I'm, I, I couldn't think of a better gift that somebody would appreciate. Cost in terms is of no the object to us in this fictional exercise. Exactly. So. <laughs> right. So you're giving me uh, carte blanche here. You're giving me a blank check. I'm going Appleton Hearts 1984. All right. So let's see if we can do one more for each here. Okay. And then uh, let's see how it goes. Uh, so I, I'm just going to, I'm randomly picking a person here that I think is going to be difficult for you just because I want to be a jerk. And, okay. Uh, so we're, we're just going to go straight up with Gordon Ramsay. You've, you've got to go <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Uh, uh, I only know him? Gordon Ramsay through like the memes, you know. Like, um, I've never <laughs> watched. I've never watched any of his shows, but yeah. you know, there's what? like, there's like you've the, been able to avoid him. He's on like every show at this point. Yeah, the I don't know the the only food shows I watch. I've I've actually I've watched Top Chef for like over a decade. I really okay. like that show, but he's not really on that. Yeah, no, yeah. he's not on that. Yeah. Uh, and I love the Great British Baking Show, which he's also not on. He's yeah, that's those are two great shows though. Yeah. Um. Ooh, Paul Hollywood would have been a fun one, or Mary uh, Berry. Those would have yeah. been good ones. Um. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. I just think of him as being really angry <laughs> and mad all the time. So I'm gonna give him something that I feel like is a very angry. I'm just gonna give him like unaged still strength dok and just just because i want to see what it does to him you know i think that's great because you know since it's unaged he can also say it's raw they're giving me a <laughs> raw right yeah that's good okay so that's what i'm gonna get okay, come on look, so you gave me a hard one about someone i don't really yeah. know that much about so i'm gonna try to do the same for you with this final one okay all um, right i know that you have you're a father you have i am teenage I am. Teenage girls in your house, correct? 14 and 15 now, amazingly, yes. So I'm going to go with someone that maybe you've been... And maybe you haven't been exposed to this person through your daughters. Um, I know lots of people who are fans of hers. All right, all right, all right. Someone who got her start in my city where I live, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, all right. T. Swift, Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) What's the run for her? So Taylor Swift, um, well, so first of all, I do know her pop songs, and yes, I have been exposed to her through my girls. <laughs> okay, but nice. This was like, got it. This that was, was right. like a, a few years ago. Like, okay. the, the world of teenage girls will move swiftly, no pun she's, intended. She's still uh, huge. She's that, she just released that Midnight's album, that thing. Uh, I think she had like every song on the top 10 at once was a, a Taylor Swift yeah, song. Yeah, I heard about this. And wasn't it the thing recently, like she could, she sold so many tickets at once through Ticketmaster, it yeah. collapsed or something? There, there's like um, congressional investigations into Ticketmaster <laughs> now, John. This is, this is Taylor Swift's world and we're uh, all just living in it. That, you're right. So what do you get for, for uh, Taylor yeah. Swift that's going to even approach that? Um, the, the, the only thing I can think of that comes to mind, uh, it's kind of a tenuous connection here, but I think it works, which is, I- I'm going to say, she was, she's a world traveler, but she probably doesn't get to Cuba very often, and uh, I'm taking her to Cuba for uh, uh, straight up Havana Club 3, <laughs> and... <laughs> 
<laughs> Hold on. Wait. Wait. We're, I'm getting there. Okay, I have a point okay. here. We're going to go with Havana Club 3 because, of course, that is my ultimate daiquiri rum. Uh-huh. And we're going to need her to shake it off to get oh, that daiquiri wow. going. She's going to oh shake God. it off. Shake, shake, uh, wow. and produce one of the best daiquiris out there and drink that with the Havana Club 3. So there you go. Made <laughs> okay, that you pulled it all together. I was laughing because you were like, she travels the world a lot, but she probably doesn't go to Cuba. <laughs> just, I don't know why that that that, uh, that made me laugh, but I mean, it's probably I correct. Um, I think it is. I, I, without researching, I feel like it's right. Okay, wow. Um, so our Celebrity Rum Secret Santa is now complete. Um, fun exercise. I, I was yeah, into was it by fun. the end. I wasn't sure I was going to go, but um, I think we should probably take a quick break and then get on into our rum picks for 2022. Yes, the main event. All right. Hey, Rumcasters, do you want an easy way to stay informed about what's new in the rum industry? If so, check out therumlab.com, where you can stay on top of everything going on across the rum world right now. From their detailed infographics that dive deep into individual rum expressions, to their weekly rum newsletter, to live streams with leaders in rum, there's always something new to learn. Plus, you can get all the info on their annual rum events they put on across the United States, like Miami Rum Congress, New York Rum Fest, Chicago Rum Fest, LA Rum Fest, and San Francisco Rum Fest. So visit therumlab.com and sign up for their newsletter now so you don't miss anything that's happening in rum. That's therumlab.com. Now back to the show. All right, so we are back and ready to dive into our picks for our favorite rums from 2022 our favorite rum experiences for 2022 however you want to think about it there but john before we get into those real quickly i also just wanted to uh i want to give a shout out to the listeners and just say thanks for making 2022 a great year for the rum cast usually we save this kind of stuff for the end of the episode but you know uh, not everyone not everyone makes the, it to yeah. the last two minutes exactly. of the episode so i want to yeah. go give a shout out to all of you right now it's been a great year for the rumcast we were up to 70 episodes now um i actually just uh i, I looked at our apple podcast ratings uh you know we, we have various amounts of ratings across like spotify and apple and everything mm-hmm. and I, I know we've been over 100 for a while across all platforms mm-hmm. but john that apple podcast one that's the one that's that the, the most main, people yeah. see and right yeah. now we are sitting at 99 ratings which is Ooh. awesome uh it's we so appreciate all of that help and feedback when you rate the podcast it helps other people find it and especially when you write a little review and i did want to quickly call attention we got a review recently um from someone by the mysterious name of jay prophet and it was a very uh, uh lots of praise in the review which i don't want to read now because you know us just reading praise for ourselves is, yeah. is a little a little weird but it, it ended on a cliffhanger where uh, yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. J. Prophet or Mrs. J. Prophet said, My only wish, make the end of episode lightning cue. And then it just stops. It gets it gets cut off like I did uh, earlier when the, the rolling count, blackouts maybe. hit. Um, <laughs> so we don't know what this wish for the lightning round is. And so, J. Prophet, if you're listening right now, please send us an email at host at rumcast.com and let us know what your one wish is 
was. And Finish we that will, sentence. We will look into making it happen. But no, seriously, thank you to everyone who listened. It's been yeah. a great year. We were able to launch our Patreon this year. We're up to 75 patrons there, which really has blown away our expectations. Yeah. And like the the additional episodes we've been able to do there, the happy hours we do. We have a blast with all that. We've met some super, super cool people through doing that. So um, just shout out to, to all of you for listening, for sending in questions, um, for supporting the show. It's, it's the community is, is become like a big part of why, you know, what motivates us to, to want to do this more. And, and so it's, yep. uh, it's been fantastic to borrow a word that you like to use a lot, John. I only used it once so far, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree totally. And I, I can't say anything more than you've already said. Well, I just want to echo the thanks. And uh, it really does make a difference. And I do, I agree with you. The community aspect has really grown this year. And I love seeing that grow in addition to just general numbers, which I think in the last few years, we've done like general numbers. We're not going to do that this year, but there has been a lot of growth yeah. uh, in just general downloads. I mean, it, it's been fantastic to see and uh damn it i did it again you see uh and uh it, it really has been nice to see the growth and uh the community uh, of just people getting together on that monthly basis has been fun and we hope more of you will join us in 2023 yeah All and right, quick so shout outs quick yeah. shout out to our top 10 countries i always like to look at this top 10 countries us uk australia denmark sweden canada germany netherlands france and Singapore, unexpectedly. Hey, I didn't expect to see Singapore yeah. coming into the top 10. But So shout out to all of our rumcasters around the world. Uh, we yeah. love you all and appreciate you all. But yeah, all that said, let's get into the picks. So, John, what we're doing here, we have, I believe, eight, seven categories uh, that we do. So we have an unaged rum category. We have an aged rum that is five years or less category. We have aged drum, five years mm-hmm. or older category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have new to me rum, which is a rum that, you know, has maybe been around for a while and, but you finally got to it. Right. We have best value rum, most mm-hmm. surprising rum, overall rum. And then we're yeah. doing one, we, we try to keep things positive and, I don't think this will be a harshly negative category. It's not like worst rum, but we wanted to try this new one where it's just a rum that like you kind of didn't get, you know, maybe one yeah. that you heard a lot of praise for or people were enthusiastic about. And for whatever reason, it just didn't click with you. So right. um, we're not saying these are bad rums, but just rums that are we're just kind of head scratchers for us. We think that's something that a lot of people out there can relate to. We all kind of have those experiences every now and then where it's like, am mm-hmm. I the weird one for, for, <laughs> for not understanding this rum? Um, That's so what we should gonna, call that one. Am I the am asshole? Am I the weird one? Yeah, am I the <laughs> asshole? <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, a favorite subreddit out there. Um, yep. <laughs> so, okay. And I think to clarify a little bit, these aren't... Uh, we try to shy away from superlatives like best and stuff. Uh, we're not saying these are definitively better, the best rums in the right. world in 2022. Mm-hmm. It's more just like when we look back on 2022, these were the standouts for us in these categories. Each of us, we loved something about this rum. It was maybe our favorite in that category of the year. And we try as much as possible to do rums that were new in 2020, 2022, mm-hmm. 2020, 2022. Uh, <laughs> But it is a tongue it, twister. It, yeah, it can get a little tricky with knowing when rums were available in certain places when right, they came out. Right. So some of these weren't necessarily released in 2022, but you know they're they're still on shelves in some way, uh, and we just got to them for the first time. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, anything to add before we jump in here? The only thing is to to keep in mind. Obviously, we're U.S. based, and so the uh, right. the 
the paucity of what is available <laughs> for us uh, versus others in the world. I mean, we 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 want to try to include things that mm-hmm. are uh, global, but we don't always get a chance to get to those or you know have the the ability to fly and try them or whatever the case is. So, you know, just keeping that in mind that uh, we we are limited by our U.S. shelves here for the most part. I do have some things that are going to break that. But Me uh, too, yeah. But yeah, we are are at the end of the day. We're products of our environment and our rum markets. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so we're going to start with unaged rum. John, do you you want to be the first to reveal your pick? No. (laughs) You want me to go first? I think I want you to go first because okay. yeah yes just if if you don't mind in this case uh, going first I, I think I that mind. would be good okay so this is probably the rum that has the most distance from 2022 of all my picks so I know this mm. has been out for a few years but okay I came upon it for the first time this year it was still on a store shelf I purchased a bottle of it I was thrilled to find it because I hadn't had a chance to have it yet and okay it, honestly I had it early in the year and it just it just blew me away. Um, I love this rum. It's just stood up as my favorite unaged rum of the year. And that rum okay. is Nissan Organic. Ah, yeah. So, I haven't had a chance to try this, but I've heard good things from you and others. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, if if you're familiar with Nissan Blanc, similar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 52.5% ABV. I'm, I'm pretty sure it claims to be the first rum to be certified organic. I, th- I think that might be true. It was certified through an organization called EcoCert, which mm-hmm. I understand you have mm-hmm. to go through a lot of stuff, but basically means like no chemical fertilizers, no pesticides. Um, I think like all native yeast and, and all this different stuff. So, but if I had to describe like what stands out about this rum, like listeners will know I already, you, you already know I love Nissan rum. But yeah. if you're comparing this to the regular Blanc, it's it's not quite this much of a leap, but it all it was almost like going from Dorley's to Foursquare ECS in terms oh, wow. of like okay. you understand it's coming from the same place, it's a step but up. it's just mm-hmm. like everything about it is turned up. You know, it's it's everything that I really love about Nissan, just taken up a few notches. You still got like that bright cane flavor. It's fruity. I also get this like buttery popcorn note from it that might sound weird Ooh. with everything else but i really I love it about jelly beans. <laughs> um and yeah like like the butter popcorn the, jelly yeah, beans. um yeah. and I, I just keep going back to it it's fantastic it's like the perfect abv for the rum uh yeah. it's it's just a great expression and I, I i think they do annual bottlings of this like from different vintages so mm-hmm. it's just made me want to try to seek out more of them because uh it's it it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's fantastic. The the Nissan Blanc that I have is one of my easily one of my favorite agricoles uh, and unaged. Maybe just favorite agricoles. Period. Yeah, uh, unaged and aged. So and I was I was also I, I think this run did come out this year. The Perlabot Organic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had a chance to try that as well, and that one is also very good. I I, I tried the seventy one percent strength version, and that one is phenomenal. But on, honestly, the the Nissan to me was, was above it. I, I found the the, the Perlabot one to be. It just had like a little bit of this griminess to it, which I, yeah, it's still good. But the Nissan one just took the or- organic rums mantle for me for the yeah. year. Yeah, the the Labatt organic actually made my short list for this oh, for the unaged okay. category. I thought it might. I thought because uh, I know. Yeah. By the fan. way, we we had a listener uh, tell us that I uh, 
only presume speaks French, that it's pronounced Père Labat and not Père Labat. Like you, I've been you saying, you noticed I just years. changed it right there. <laughs> I did, yeah. So it is Père Labat. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, please, um, by the way, feel free to correct our pronunciations at any time. <laughs> it, we we want to know how to yes. say things correctly, and, and yeah. honestly, having a podcast is a very humbling exercise in uh, knowing how to pronounce things. There's so many words that like. Um, you know, you you kind of know how to pronounce them, but you're right. not entirely sure. Right. And and having a podcast forces you to uh, t- to realize you may not know how to pronounce something. So I can barely speak English as it is. So you know. Um, all okay. right. So, so you made me go first. So what do you have? Why? why? Well, you seem like almost hesitant here. What's going on? I, I am because I, I'm. I was hoping you might have picked one of these two because I had two picks for this category that. I've been mulling over for at least 48 hours, if not more okay. now, about which one was going to be my pick. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I can't do it. I can't, I can't pick. It's a tie. No, you, you can't have a tie. There are no I'm, ties I'm breaking on this. the rules. Come on. <laughs> I cannot believe And it's the first this. category, and I was like, no, please. <laughs> um, all right. So here's what it is. I, I, if you're forcing me to pick one, I will. But I'm going to tell you, okay. in, in my mind, it's a tie. Because, and there's a through, through line here. This is two rums that come from the same continent. Mm-hmm. And although they do share a little bit of something, they're very different also. Both unaged rums okay. from Australia. Oh, so this is, okay. this is Killick Distillery oh. High Ester Rum. At fifty nine percent ABV, all right, and Devil's Thumb from so, Devil's Thumb Distillery. It, it, it's a pair of Aussies, you might say. I have a pair of Aussies here. I'm familiar um, with the Devil's Thumb, uh, and I've read about the Killick, but I have not yes. had Killick before. But I, I there, think I recall Lance from the Lone Caner having a very positive reaction to it. There, there's a reason you haven't had it yet, and it's because <laughs> I suck at sending you things, and uh, it's actually in a package waiting to go to you now. Oh, so wow. you will so, have it very that's so soon. So sweet of you. Okay, I, yes. I can't wait to try it. You will have it very soon. So this um, is a high ester Australian rum. It is. So this is a molasses-based pot still rum from Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, there's a 59% ABV version. I think they also have a 42% ABV. It, it, this could have easily worked as my surprise rum of the year. Yeah. Uh, because it's such an ester bomb, and that's usually associated with, you know, unaged Jamaicans like mm-hmm. Ray and Nephew or Rumfire and, and whatnot. But man, it really brings the fruity notes, uh, a little bit of that bubble gum that you get in the Savannah High Ester, but yeah. not as strong. Okay. Uh, That's and, a good and thing in my book. More friendly. Yes. Okay. I, I think you're going to like this one more <laughs> okay. than that. But yes, it has some similarities there. Um, what's interesting to me is I can still, I feel like I can still identify this as Australian. It has that little bit really? of white pepper spice note at the end. Interesting. Yes, and I'm so digging it and really would not have expected this from Australia at all, but they're pulling it off incredibly well. So well, do you do you normally associate that white pepper with like Bin Lee or something? Correct. Oh, well, okay. I, I was going to say, yeah, Bin Lee had the white pepper notes in a few different expressions I've had now, at least three different Bin Lees that I've found it in. Okay. It's not as present here, but I still feel like I get it on the finish and it kind of connects for me somehow. And more even more surprisingly is with the devil's thumb so devil's thumb is an australian cane spirit 
which is a cane juice, and they can't call it rum there. I think Justin Bosley uh, explained that to us uh, early this year. Yeah, when we it talked has to, to be him. aged in Australia to be rum, so they have to label it cane spirit. But right. for all intents and purposes, it's still rum to us, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, over here, we still call it rum, but it, they, they label it as a, a cane spirit. Yeah. Uh, and it's 48% ABV, so a little bit more tame. Um, but this is, it's a cane juice rum, but it's not indicative of the agricole style at all in fact mm-hmm. it's double pot still mm-hmm. uh and probably closer to a haitian clarin and i think you you said you've had this one i had to make sure and check that this wasn't a white filtered rum because i thought it was so well balanced mm. for that 48 abv and i still get a slight spice note on the finish it's something i associate with an aged rum and it's still there so, yeah, it's been a while since I've gone back to that rum, but I had very positive impressions of it as well. And yeah, I, I would say going off the Clarin thing, yeah, I think production-wise similar. Mm-hmm. To me, it was mm-hmm. much less aggressive and not as many like strange, unexpected, savory notes and things like that in it. I almost picked this one as a, a daiquiri rum because I think it would work well, but it's since it's the cane juice, it's maybe a little bit more indicative of the tea punch mm. uh, style. Mm. Uh, so I, I left it in also because I didn't want to remind you of it because I wanted to have this for my pick <laughs> yeah. end of the year. Sure, um, sure. Good, so, good strategy. Uh, yeah, before you move on to your next one, uh, for fun, I looked up how far these two distilleries are from each other in oh. mileage. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you care to guess? Well, since you're bringing it up, I'm going to guess that they're far away, and I know Australia is very big. Yeah. So I'm going to say a thousand miles apart. It's actually 1,800 wow. miles apart. That's and amazing. It's al- almost directly north south. One is on the northern coast and one is on the southern coast, but it doesn't bisect it right in the right. middle. But they're both um, like on the east side, right? It's the, I think it's the west side, actually. Slightly more to the west than the east. Like the um, west coast as opposed to the east? Yeah, east is to the Wait, right no, of the map, no, John. No, you're right. I think it is East Coast. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay. I'm sorry, I had it backwards. Wait, I have to yeah. do. Never eat shredded uh, meat. Yeah, okay, you're right. It's East. <laughs> they're on the right side of Australia, uh, not the left. They're on the right side yeah. of Australia. For looking at a map, thank okay. you. It is East Coast. You're you're 100 uh-huh. correct. Thank you for that correction. No, um, no as I'm sipping this 59 uh, ABV Killick. Uh, that's uh, so 1800 miles is further than Miami to Montreal. Just wow. to, to kind of give us a kind Love of a, the comparison. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So I, I just thought it was really cool that I get both of these, you know, Australian rums are, are fan, unaged Australian rums are, mm-hmm. are very good at what they do. Very different in certain ways, but tie together in others. So yeah. uh, I, I promise you, I will not have any more double picks for the rest of right. this best of 22. All right. All right. All right. So moving you. on. Yes. Okay. So next up, aged rum five years or less. So I think with this, we're trying to highlight rums that are impressive for their young age. And to just reiterate that, don't get too overly obsessed with the age of rum. Because you can find an age of rum under five years. That is phenomenal. And my pick for this, I wanted to go with something that just, I I didn't have, I wasn't able to try this blind like before I knew how old it was. But I Mm -hmm. think if I had been, I really think I would have been fooled. And... Um, shout out! Shout out to Rumcast listener uh, Kyle in DC who sent me a sample of this. You may have gotten one as well. This is a two-year-old rum sourced from Legallian Distillery mm-hmm. in Martinique. Yes. It's a Grand Arome rum bottled by 
uh, an independent bottler in Europe called the Nectar of the Daily Drams. Very, very long <laughs> name. But this this is indeed, uh, I would describe this as nectar-like. Uh, very delicious. This is a, I know it's from Martinique, but this is Legallian uh, kind of specializes in molasses-based rum. So this is a two-year-old molasses-based column still rum, 58.5% ABV, made in the Grand Arome style. So basically Martinique's version of high ester Jamaican rum, long fermentation yeah. time. They use dunder in the making of it. And mm-hmm. from what I've read, there's there's only like they only make one Grand Arome rum. So they don't have like a bunch of different marks like Hampton or something. They mm-hmm. just have one. And I think the ester level is around 500. So this is a pungent high ester rum. And uh, I, I think I buried the lead. It was aged two years in what the label describes oh. as virgin oak. So kind of like what we were just talking about right, with Joshua right. Singh from SBS, mm-hmm. who he has also been doing a lot of stuff with using new American oak and pairing them with very intense high ester rums mm-hmm. and you know bottling them at only a couple of years old. And this one, it's just... it. Like, if you have it without knowing how old it is, I really think I would have thought this was, you know, at least seven or eight years old. Just the combination of the new oak when it meets something that is intense of flavor as a high ester rum, they're just, it's like they're able to tame each other, you know, because new oak can be very overwhelming. High ester rum can be very overwhelming and they just achieve this balance. And I get a lot of cinnamon and chocolate right away and a little bit of that like fruity, strawberry ish, what you were describing as bubble gumminess, kind of reminiscent of Savannah mm-hmm. hair, but mm-hmm. at the end, and it's just like a little bit because um, I, I don't like having too much of that. And it's honestly, it's, I was expecting it to be just kind of like an oddity, you know, just yeah. like, oh, that's an interesting rum. Um, but I genuinely have really come to like this rum and it just makes me excited for the, the I feel like there's still so much possibility in mm-hmm. these young yeah. rums and what you can do with the right wood and, you know, the right style of rum going in there. Uh, I'd love to see, like, I'd be really interested to see what would happen if you took this and now that it's had two years in that virgin oak, if you moved it into like a more typical you know, ex-bourbon cask or something and just let it go for a few more years because you can still, like, knowing that it's young, I can pick up on a few of the rough edges that, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be there if it actually were seven or eight years old. Okay. So, yeah. it, it just makes me excited for the possibilities and it's definitely a, a very memorable rum for this year that I'm really <laughs> glad I got to try. Yeah, I like the way you explained it there earlier on. It, it almost felt like you were saying, so so you see, son, when a when a new American oak <laughs> right. barrel meets uh-huh. an intense uh-huh. agricole right. <laughs> distillate. Um it's not they get together and they, and they love each other very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh they're going to make that uh, uh yeah, I, I agree with the pick. I think it's a really good one and I I fully agree with your your take on wanting to see what the future holds for this. And in fact, I will tell you that my pick mm-hmm. is also from Martinique. Oh, is it? Okay. But it is not the same. Well, don't keep me waiting. So my my pick here for aged uh, five years and under just barely squeaks in at four okay. years and eleven months aging. Oh, all right, all right. And this is one that I'm I'm not really sure what the availability was in all the different areas of the United States, let alone the rest of the globe. Um, but it's a brand that's pervasive. Okay. And it's one of my favorites. You mentioned Nissan is one of my favorites agricoles as well. But this one is a, 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 a more, I think it's more well-known, but I still don't get to see a lot of it here. And that is St. James. Oh, uh, and this I thought is it was the, gonna, I thought it was going to be Rum GM. Nope. 
Uh, okay. St. James, the Rumview Agricole Cellar Reserve Single Batch. All right. And so this is a limited bottling, 51.3 ABV pure cane juice rum, of course, AOC. I picked it for two main reasons here. One is I don't tend to like too many agricoles that are aged uh-huh. because I feel like you start to lose some of the character and the grassiness and the vegetal stuff that makes it interesting in the first place. This is at least with my my uh, very little, I guess I would say, AOC agricole experience. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, relatively little. I know there's a lot more out there that we are not privy to and don't get as much here sure. in the U.S. The ones I've experienced kind of prior to this and prior to some of the Nissans we mentioned and a few others, the aging process just didn't seem to benefit the rum mm-hmm. yeah. as well as I would like. But there are some out there that do it well, and this is one of them. And I really enjoy this rum at this age where I feel like it's the right balance of aging to round mm-hmm. the edges, as you mentioned. But at the same time, you really still get the distillate and it, it works super well. The That's second reason, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second reason I, I wanted to highlight this one is because it, it's more of a, a selfish reason. I want to see more St. James limited releases in the U.S. <laughs> market. And this was is this, a good was this one. A, was this a store pick or something? It was not a store pick. Okay. No, it's a it's five thousand or so bottles released. Gotcha. Uh, matured in American casks is what it says on the bottle there. Okay. Actually, I'm sorry. It's three thousand eight hundred bottles that were released. So, uh, you know, it's it's fairly, fairly limited. limited. Yeah. yeah. But not like a it's not like a single barrel pick or that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It also wasn't super expensive. I believe this was 79.99 or around 85 oh, nice. in, in yeah. around there. So, uh, you know, some people might balk at that for a 4 year and 11 month rum, almost 5 years, but it, it it should be there and I do think the quality of the spirit is here and I just I see so many of these St. James amazing releases at cast strength being handed mm-hmm. out, you know, in other places in the world and I just I want us to see those more on the shelf here, both in yeah. Florida and in the United States. And I think the only way to do that is to have people buying what's available now when right. they test the market to see, are these selling here? Yeah. So I wanted to say that this bottle is worth your money. It is a really, really good agricole expression, an aged agricole that I think is the perfect marriage uh, of an agricole and an aging. I'm sure there are tons. I don't want to get hate mail from anybody or listeners <laughs> saying like, oh my God, aged agricole yeah. is amazing. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just haven't had the long aged ones that I've liked. I know they're probably out there, but I, I haven't been able to be uh, experience those or be exposed to them. So yeah, that, that's where I'm at with, with my young aged pick here. Now, I like the pick, and it's in, in fact, uh, I believe my pick last year was a very similar type of rum. I mm-hmm. I picked for this category one of the Nissan single barrels that Ed Hamilton bottled, and right. I, I believe it was right around four years or so. And again, it was the same thing that like perfect marriage, like you were saying, of still getting the cane, getting some great stuff from the oak. And yeah. yeah, I echo what you said, and I'd love to see more releases like that available here. I think it's a good sign that we are not like uh, we, we we like each other's picks. It usually means we're in the right area for a best of. I, you know, I long <laughs> sometimes for you to say what the hell is wrong with you, but at the same time, I just feel like for best of picks, it, it probably means we are picking rums that are. I, I uh, think maybe we'll get into the strong objections when we get into the the am i the asshole category right you may be right (laughs) i may in fact be the asshole so let's let's wait and see Um, all right okay okay so aged over five years very big range here there were yeah i mean i think this is probably the category where i would i would guess that most of the rums we had this year 
would be eligible for this category. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to pick from. There is. And what I wanted to go with was just what I thought was a really wowing expression of long... Like, I wanted to go the other way because at the same time, I think a lot of people have preferences where, you know, once rums get past a certain age, they get Agreed. too oaky. And so yep. I wanted to go with a very long-aged rum that I think stands up to the oak. And okay. it's just... yeah. When when I tasted this rum, it prompted a text to you immediately afterwards. So that's when that's always when you know, I know I've had something mm-hmm. special. Um, this was the Homeski Fiji two thousand one. The uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is part of the new rarest selections series yeah. that Homeski did this year. It's like a um, holiday release, right? That they did these two. Special yeah, yeah, it, it just yeah. it just came out like within the the past few months. So yeah, this is a twenty one year old rum from South Pacific Distilleries in Fiji. They actually claim it's the oldest Fiji single cask that's ever been released. I haven't personally verified that, but mm-hmm. you know, I certainly don't see very many twenty-one-year-old uh, Fiji single casks. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, all molasses. This is a one hundred percent pot still release as well. Two years aged at Origin in ex bourbon, and then nineteen years in the UK in ex bourbon, presumably in Liverpool, because I'm assuming this came from the main rum company. Bottled at 53.8% ABV. And I think if you've had pot still Fiji rum before, this isn't new territory in terms of flavor profile. It's just a freaking phenomenal cask. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like it it, it was just, it just blew me away. Like you get all the weird Fiji funk, Mm -hmm. like a little bit of like the medicinal type stuff from it, but it just, it just all comes together. It almost has this like floralness to it. And it's fruity, it's bright. It's still bright, even though it was aged for 21 years. Uh, and it just, like, comes alive. I, I think what I what I texted you, I said, tried Eric's Fiji last night, saw God. So that's how, <laughs> that's how it made me feel when I had it. Um, I've got a little bit here. This is just, like, the last swallow of what I have left. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just had that, like, the finish just goes on and mm-hmm. on and on it's like i can talk and then stop talking and it's like oh i've still got some <laughs> like some finish to go on it's it's just it's excellent so yeah it's not a cheap rum it's not a cheap rum no not a cheap um, rum and and this was a sample that i received so i've not yeah. bought a full bottle and i mean it's highly limited so uh yeah. I, I i guess i would have to look for a way to order this but and i i try to i try to select rums that are easily available for this but mm-hmm. this one just impressed me so much when i had it recently that it was just fresh in my mind and yeah i yeah. i loved it I, I think even if it wasn't fresh on your mind it still stands up as one of the best of the year uh i still might be tasting sure. the finish even if it weren't fresh on my mind so <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I can't say anything different than what you've said and and uh i definitely agree with all of that i think it is a standout rum this year for certain so I'm going to go with my aged over five years uh, is also from an independent bottler. Okay. But it is not from Holmes Key. Okay. I am going with, this is also, speaking of fresh uh, on the mind, I only tried this one, I think it was October, November for the first time. Okay. And uh, it is an independent bottle that is new to the scene. Mm -hmm. And somebody that I think is going to be a major player moving forward. All right. Because wow. I I enjoyed this rum so much. I won't keep dragging on without saying what it is, but I, but I will say I was surprised that I, I kind of took it a different direction than you did. You said you went the long aging, and that makes total sense. This is only eight years aged. 
Okay. So it's not far above our, our category here. But what I did instead was said, this was, in my opinion, one of the best aged rums that I've ever had from wow. this island. I'm not sure what this is. So this is Guardians Raising Glasses. Uh-huh. It's Guardians Trinidad Eight-Year Rum from TDL. Okay, I just tried this one as well, and the reason why I wasn't sure what it was is because I honestly forgot that that rum was only eight years old. <laughs> so so did I. I had to double-check the bottle after I, I drank and, and experienced this because it drinks like it was a longer-aged rum to me. Uh, this is 67.9% ABV. It's up there. Yeah. But if I didn't know that going in and sip this... Uh, I mean, I would never have guessed it was that high because it is such a drinkable uh, product. And for me, you we've talked about, I'm not as much of a Karani fan. I haven't mm-hmm. really found a Karani that I, I love. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate them for what mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. And I've had a few TDL bottlings that I've enjoyed. Um, but to me, this is the best TDL product that I've ever had. I, I'm uh, not a huge TDL fan, and I really yeah. liked this one as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember because... The thing happened to me where I saw one of the tasting notes described on the label, and mm-hmm. I like I try not to look at that stuff beforehand, but I saw it, and then like I tasted the rum, and I was like, yes, it's that. And I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, I have it here. What is it? Because I, I think I share the same opinion as you, which is the writing that they put on the back of this bottle, the notes that I took away from it were the, it says it's surprisingly easy to drink, which check, that is yeah. very much correct. And usually people say that as like marketing speak and it's smooth and whatever. In this case, they're 100% on the mark. It is easy to drink at 67.9, zero water added. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also talk about having o- like orange notes and tobacco notes. It wasn't and, orange or tobacco. What okay, I, well, that's what, what I, I'm getting. And yeah. I felt like, I was like, yep, they nailed this one on the back of the tasting notes, which I don't always agree with. But in this case, it's perfectly aged and it's assertive. Love, love, love it. I think oh, the 375. It was passion fruit. It was passion ah, fruit is what was on I could there. see that. And I yeah. really, I, like, I wasn't expecting to get that. Because honestly, like, my gripe with TDL rums has been, I've had a lot of ones that I just find kind of boring. And I was like, mm-hmm. passion fruit. I was mm-hmm. like, that's an exciting flavor. I'm not expecting to get that. And like, it like smacked me in the face. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, that that was a surprising rum for me. It is surprising. And the, the 375 milliliter bottle, we've talked about this before, but I, I, I like having that size. I have zero problem now buying two of these and just because of the, the quality of the rum. So I, I think... This is one that I, I'm going to come back to in 2023 yeah. very often. And if somebody asks me to try a Trinidad rum, this is the bottle I'm pulling out. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I echo what you said about... I mean, we've talked about the 375 milliliter bottles on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish every rum that I loved, uh, especially ones that were pricey, <laughs> came in 375 bottles. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it's... I mean, I know that like the cost probably comes down a little if you do 750, but I just don't need 750 milliliters of everything all the time. So it's really nice to be able to spend a right. little less money and still get a good amount of rum, but not have to commit to a whole 750 ml. I'm right with you. And like I said, if it really is that good, I got no problem buying more of them. And just as an aside, a runner-up for this one was another independent bottler, Down Island Spirits, the Barbados 2011. I really enjoyed as well. I only mention that because I want to come back to that later as a theme. So, Gotcha. Uh, all right. I won't say anything more about it. But uh, yeah, on to our uh, new-to-me category, I think. All right. So new-to-me, this one, I mean, we've talked about this this category being kind of like stuff that you know has been out for a long time and you're just now getting to it. I thought I, I think 
one one of the rums I considered for this that I think fits the category better than the one I mm-hmm. actually picked. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I was going to pick Velier Tiger Shark for this because I hadn't had it, and uh, that's that's like Velier's kind of like their take on classic navy blend. And right, I, I got a, I came upon a bottle when I was in Italy. And but I, I'm not picking that, even though I think it fits the spirit of new to me a little bit better. But I'm picking another bottle that I brought home from Italy that is also from an independent bottler, um, okay. an Italian independent bottler, uh, uh-huh. but not Velier, called okay. Moon Import. Oh, and, no, I do not. Okay. Um, you see Moon Import all over, at least it was like everywhere in Rome when I was there. And this rum, it says that it was bottled in 2021. So, I mean, you know, it's not a 2022 yeah, rum. It's close. But the reason mm-hmm. why I'm saying this is new to me is because I cannot find one iota of information about this rum anywhere mm-hmm. online. Um, I have Googled this rum. I have searched for it in the Rum X app, that is, which is particularly good at cataloging yeah. uh, European releases because the mm-hmm. app is, is made in Europe and came out there before in the US. So it has like a big backlog of stuff. But I just cannot find anything anywhere about this rum. And mm. it's a delight. So when I tell people about this, they're like, oh, like, I didn't know that exists. Like, I haven't even met anyone who knows about this rum. Yeah. Um, and there's apparently 720 bottles of it. And what this is, is an eight-year-old Appleton 100% pot still rum oh so wow. when you look at the label it just says it's it's got a couple of birds on it it says jamaica mm-hmm. rum oh Distilled. dorley's is gonna be pissed yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's got a parrot uh, on there it's this jamaica <laughs> rum then underneath it says appleton distillery pot still uh it's it's a blend from two barrels barrels number 36 and 43 and this is bottle 413 of 720 uh, mm. bottled at 45% ABV. So another getting a little bit away from the higher strength stuff we've done mm-hmm. so far. Um, mm. I, I really like, I think some people see 45% ABV and are disappointed, but I've come to learn that you can bottle stuff at that strength that is just as phenomenal as a cask strength yeah. rum, um, at least in my opinion. So I'm sure you could have this at cask strength, cask strength and it might be better, but it's really freaking great at 45% ABV. And if I had to describe it, it's almost like, imagine if you took Appleton 8-year, but designed it specifically for rum geeks. So it's bigger, it's bolder, it's okay. more sippable yeah. mm-hmm. than Appleton 8, even though I think mm-hmm. you can sip Appleton 8 and it's decent. But um, And then the big thing is much, much fruitier, which is kind of, if you've had mm. Appleton Hearts collection, which are 100% pot still rums, mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. the the younger ones, not like the 84 that you gifted to Jimmy Johnson <laughs> earlier, um, there will be some familiarity there between those and this one. But yeah. um it's. I wrote this down in my notes. It's uncensored Appleton is how I think about it. Uh, ah, so it's like that's that's, cool. that's yeah. stuff that you know they have, but that they just don't let out that much. It's it it's great. It's youthful. I, I really dig it. I, I revisited an Appleton recently. I think it was Appleton Twelve, and still it's it's a workhorse rum. My palate has kind of gravitated away a, a to it. To, to your point about sometimes we get caught up on higher strength uh, yeah. rums. And uh, I think some of the other stuff that I had tried that night, uh, if you try them together with a rum that is a 43 or a 40 ABV, it's just it's hard to do. So the one thing kind of a suggestion, and this is probably a no brainer, but if you're trying different rums, you know, try not to keep a 40 or 43 percent ABV rum with cask strength at the same time and measure them against one another. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a, a, a fruitless effort uh, in yeah. some cases. 
Yeah. I, I would say this this rum compares somewhat well with like Worthy Park's Estate Reserve bottling. Okay. Yeah, which um, I love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which which is great. And I believe that one is 45% ABV mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd rate this one a little bit higher, but it's wow. also, it's harder to get and uh, a little more expensive yeah, as you well. You have to go to Italy. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, please, if someone has had this rum or seen this rum or knows about it, Please send us an email at host at rumcast.com. And I just need to know I'm not alone in the world and that the rest of these 700 something bottles actually have found owners. So yeah. that, that was a really fun, new to me rum. And I'm saying it's new to me because it might be new to everyone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, the internet doesn't know about this rum. So yeah. anyway, it's, it's, they been should out. do, uh, it's the Moon Island, uh, what was it? Moon, Moon, Import. Moon Imports. Moon Imports non endemic bird series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah. Just say it's an endemic bird and then people will shell out three hundred dollars for it exactly yeah <laughs> as you're trying to quaff that yeah so um. <laughs> I, I was holding back a laugh and i had some rum there and uh yeah not a good combo so all right what did you pick for this category okay so uh again i went kind of totally opposite to you in the sense of abv at this point i went with a cask strength rum here at 67.4 percent this one has the back, back 67s eh yeah, uh, was it the other one? I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the Trinidad one, sixty-seven nine yeah. and sixty-seven four. Yeah, this one is a well-known reputation across rum enthusiasts for being fantastic. Uh, and yes, I used it that time on purpose. But I never the, had the, a chance. You know, you you need to rebrand the John Gullah Fantastic as <laughs> you you have somewhat familiarity with Great British Baking Show, right? Yes. yes. So you you know the Hollywood handshake. Uh, it's not but, coming to me right now. So. Paul Hollywood, you know who he is, right? I do. The, he, the host, right? He reserves a handshake for when someone has done something exceptionally well. Oh, he just quietly yeah, yeah, holds yeah. out his hand and like everything hushes and people are mm-hmm. like, <gasps> and you get the if handshake. You, it's called the Hollywood right, handshake. It doesn't happen every okay. episode. Um, so what I'm encouraging you to do is you can rein in the John Gullah Fantastics. And then when you use one, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, it got, it got the John in the room. Just like he is branded the hollywood handshake you need to brand the mine's not alliterative though so yeah. maybe i'll have to figure out a different descriptive to go with maybe right. how about how well, about the how about the john gullah g golly no <laughs> okay i veto that one all right i'm sorry i interrupted you please continue um, okay so uh this one is well known uh across rum enthusiasts like i was saying there's various bottles of this at different years available okay so I have not, uh, I've had, I think, only the seven year now and the nine year. And this is the Hamilton St. Lucia series. Oh, man. Uh, what a perfect and, pick for this category. Yeah. And uh, so this is the nine year I have where I was able to uh, procure a bottle of this, thankfully, in St. Augustine. And uh, it is uh, stuck by my side ever since because it's just so good that I keep coming back to it. And I'm like, oh my God, how is this like not more widely? I guess it is widely appreciated already, but and maybe it's because it's now incredibly difficult to find, but it feels well, like they, this they is stopped, a paragon. Stopped, I think they stopped selling right. rum to other people, so Ed couldn't exactly. keep bottling it. Um, well, yeah. and we talked last year about the master selections coming from Chairman's Reserve, which is also yeah. from St. Lucia Distillers. They've kind of taken the place of those, yeah. And, and those are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think this one has that something to it the, that those, I like even more. Those Hamilton St. Lucia's are just incredible. And it, yeah. it, 
every time I see someone post about finding one of those in the wild, it just pains me even deeper <laughs> because I've yet to come across one. I don't have a bottle. I've only experienced them through samples, uh, but they're, yeah. they're so, so good. And if I, if, if, if you ever see a bottle of Hamilton St. Lucia, even if it's not the one John is talking about, they're just all really it. good. Yeah. Um, just buy it. Because yep. it's also not going to be that expensive. Yeah, that was the thing. It wasn't that expensive. Uh, yep. Totally agree. For what it is for a cask strength rum like this, it, it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a rum that I think punches you in the mouth in the best of ways. It stays there. It introduces itself to your parents. It takes up residence in your <laughs> spare room uh, and just you know lives with you from then on in your life. And uh, I just I I can't get enough of it. I hope uh, to try some of the other different years just to compare it to yeah. to this one. But I am holding on to this bottle for dear life and only the best most closest uh confidants and friends will get a a dram of this when they come over oh wow so, so it's it's like yeah. uh it's like the jungle of fantastic then it's just uh-huh. it's just reserved exactly. for the best of the best the g golly uh, yeah the, the jungle of g golly all right great pick uh, yeah i'm jealous of that one moving on best value rum so this is another one i know this didn't come out this year but it achieved wide availability in my market this year I mm-hmm. see it in a lot of places, and it's it's for me, I think, becoming sort of a go-to recommendation rum, particularly if you're newer to this category, and okay. it's also one of the best, buy- it's, it's certainly the cheapest in this category mm-hmm. from this company, and it's just a great expression. It's Claren Communal. Ah, okay, yeah. So uh, th- this is finally one I disagree with. With you. oh wow, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. But l- you go ahead and, and talk a little bit about it, and then I, I can kind of rebut. Okay. So first of all, this rum, just to give some specs on it, it's unaged. Uh, it's it's from Velier, and it's mm-hmm. a blend of four of the Claren, four of the producers they source Claren mm-hmm. from. So this is a blend of Claren from Sajus, Faval, Le Rocher, and Casimir. It's mm-hmm. bottled at 43% ABV, so lower strength than all the other Clarins. And I bought this rum for $30. And mm-hmm. typically, you're going to pay in the $40 to $50 range for the other ones. So, mm-hmm. And for me, why I said it's becoming a recommendation is because I really think this is the this is the intro to Clarin rum for me. It is. A lot it of is, times yeah. I want people to try Clarin, but I'm a little afraid right. to recommend stuff to them particularly if they're yeah. newer to rum i don't mm-hmm. i don't know like my go-to to that has been sajus but mm-hmm. also i think it's typically well over 50 percent abv and it's still like it's out there in terms of rum even though to me at this point now in my rum journey it's very approachable mm-hmm. um claire and communal kind of reminded me more of like this is more like normal approachable and i I don't by approachable. I don't just mean boring. I still think it's really good at forty three percent ABV. Obviously, it's not as intense. A lot mm-hmm. of the more aggressive flavors and more offbeat flavors are, are dialed back. But I really think it's a beautiful blend. Uh, it's there's still complexity to it. It's it's still drinks like Claren, mm-hmm. and it's just approachable. It's thirty bucks, maybe thirty two in some places. But I, I think for what you're getting, it, you know, in terms of like how the rum is sourced and everything, I think you're getting a great product, and I think it's a really good value buy, especially if you're wanting to, you know, get to, to jump into the Clarin pool. I'd recommend starting with that now. Yeah. I, so, all right. Tell me I, why I, I'm wrong, John. Tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you exactly the use case you just laid out, and I will agree with you there. For a 
an introductory to Clarin and for the value it brings at the price, I can't disagree with what you said there. My, my rebuttal has to do more with, for me, and for what I believe would be representative of a lot of rum geeks like us, yeah. there, there is no reason for me to buy this one to sip on. If I'm using it as a mixer, great, I get it. So uh, Claren, you know, mixer, it, you're right, that, that's a good one. But if I'm sipping on it, there's no way I'm not spending the extra 10 to $20 for any one of those producers that I think is better on its own than just the common all, which kind of gets rid of all of the weirdness and, mm-hmm. and hones it in and puts it in its own nice little box, which again, for what you're saying is fine, but I just it doesn't appeal to me like the other ones do. So I, I hear you, and this yeah. may just be where I just differ a little bit in terms of my own personal taste preferences. Mm-hmm. I would say I enjoy and appreciate all the other Clarins. The thing about them for me, though, is that I have to be in the mood for them. Hmm. And that mood doesn't necessarily come around every day. Claren Communal, on the other hand, I don't have to be in the mood for it. Um, okay. It's it's in every day. I could sip it. I could mix it. And yeah, it, it's just more that that approachability. A lot of times we talk about approachability and it's almost right. like we're talking about it just for the benefit of people who are newer to rum. But sometimes I consider that a benefit for myself too. And like I was saying, this is a rum that like I think I will go through a bottle of this quicker than I would the other Clarence. And I recognize some people are like probably screaming and being like, I totally disagree. Like you're <laughs> you're wrong. I'm just saying for me that like that's that's where I'm at right now. Uh, so yeah. yeah. No, it, I, again, I wouldn't dispute the value of it. The value mm-hmm. is there, and and it's a quality product. This is not me saying what well, you know. You're crazy for picking it. It's not a good rum. It is a good rum. It's just in in recognition of the existence of all the other single distilleries. I, I would pick any one of them before I, I would you. pick this one. And yeah. so that's where I kind of am like, well, you know, that's that's the only kind of spot that I have. Uh, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's good to have. It's good to spice up the conversation with a little disagreement. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's see if you disagree with my value pick. Okay. I don't think you will. I, I think it's it's uh, indisputable All right. that this is a good value in rum. Uh, it's not going to be a surprise because we talked about it on our daiquiri episode a little bit. I mentioned it. Uh, And so I'll also keep this one short because if you want to hear more about this one, you can go back to that episode and listen, or you probably already have heard it. But this is Belize rum. It's Copali. I completely disagree. (laughs) You were just, you had that on deck ready (laughs) to go. Bullshit. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Kapali Belizean rum is a a really good white rum. This is an aged and filtered rum that they have. It's only forty two percent ABV, not a high ABV. But I like this one because it's similar to the conversation you just said, where you yeah. can introduce people to this one and it doesn't overwhelm them mm-hmm. for an unaged cane juice rum. It is also something that I think brings enough complexity to stand up for what you want it to do in a uh-huh. drink or. You can even just sip this. And I would also say I said Kapali because I really think you could easily substitute that rum for the barrel-rested rum, which Mm -hmm. is also really Mm. good. And the Dark Horse, we mentioned it. The cacao. (laughs) The cacao, yeah. Yes. The cacao is really cool. And so any one of those three are going to run you anywhere between 30 and 40 bucks, I believe. Uh The aged uh, white rum is 30-ish bucks, Mm -hmm. and then the barrel rest is like 35. So it's just a banger of a rum line altogether, and I can't see the value being beat there for any one of those. So uh, that's all I'll I'll say about them. Uh, Like I said, you can find out more on our other episode, but really, really good. Can't go wrong, I think. 
Yeah, great pick. And I think it's fun that we both had, well, I'll say white rums for yeah. value rum. The the mm-hmm. the Claren is is completely unaged. I, I right. believe you said the Kapali is, is aged and filtered, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, still kind of in that same category. So that's cool. Yeah, both cane juice rums. Uh, yeah, that's true. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I can't dispute that. I, I really enjoy I mean, we talked about it, yeah, on the Daiquiri episode. Um, yeah. So I made my thoughts known there, and I will not disagree, even though I really wanted to. I haven't found a reason <laughs> to yet. So maybe maybe on these last couple of picks, we have we have two picks left. Oh, no, we have three picks left. Three, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Most surprising rum. So this is yes. a fun one. I'm going to go with something that I just received a sample of um, another rumcaster out there shout out to john sent me a sample of this this is renaissance distillery 2018 single rum fino cask whiskey exchange exclusive bottling so this is a rum from taiwan yeah uh which contributes to the surprising nature of it not because it's surprising to hear about rum from taiwan i think at this point with all of the interesting rum stuff going on kind of in the the far east uh the the pacific regions over there between japan Mm -hmm. and thailand and taiwan i think uh i think even laos indonesia like there's a lot of places over there making interesting rum but was what was surprising about this rum this is the one that they kind of went viral on rum nerd internet i guess (laughs) like in the last couple of years because they do the crazy over the top transparency labels where it's like the entire back of the label is just like walls of text and it's like literally any question you could ask about the rum almost would be you must love it it, will um (laughs) yeah yeah exactly uh i love those walls of text but um uh no i actually i i I think they could i think they could workshop that one a little bit more (laughs) but uh the rum itself so this is a what i wrote down about this rum is like if a high ester Jamaican rum and a Fijian rum walked into a bar and had too much sherry, it would be this rum. <laughs> um, so this is another one that was only aged for two years. It was aged two years in American oak. I don't actually know if it was new oak or not. Um, that mm-hmm, part is, mm-hmm. that's not on the label. So there you go. And then it was finished in a Fino sherry cask, but they did really long extended fermentation. So I think it's a 15 day fermentation. They used mm-hmm. under in the fermentation, uh, fermented with a wine yeast. It's all pot still, uh, all molasses that I, I believe Renaissance, they grow their own sugar cane and then they have it refined locally into molasses there and it wasn't so much that this is a taiwanese rum that surprised me it was just that a rum that tasted like this came from taiwan because Mm -hmm. it's it has a lot of similarities with high ester jamaican rum and like i was saying i i get that fiji funk influence in it as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and the one thing I do think this rum could be improved. I'm selecting this more just out of it truly did surprise me as opposed to I think this is a a perfect rum. I wouldn't rate this as something I would have to have a bottle of, particularly because I think this bottle Mm -hmm. was pretty pricey. Like I said, it was Mm -hmm. a whiskey exchange exclusive. I believe it was selected by Don Davies there. And I think it was like a little under 200 euros or so. Um, So I was was grateful to get a sample, a 62% ABV, by the way. But it was just that this rum could exist in a place that is not the caribbean uh was Mm -hmm. was really surprising to me and like i said i think for me i really love sherry aged rums when they're done right and i'm not trying to say they did this wrong but i just think i think there's a little too much sherry influence on this rum for me I'd, i'd love to try it if if it hadn't had the finish just to see the difference there but um 
it drinks really well for that 62% ABV proof, particularly, you know, only being aged for two years, all mm-hmm. kinds of, you know, fun, crazy notes like sour fruits, chili, chlorine, I wrote down, which I think is where wow. the Fiji element plays in. Yeah. Um, yeah, like milk chocolate. I wrote green onion question mark. So it was just a rum that, that like who doesn't you, love that? It mix? takes you a lot of different places. <laughs> and I, I also just, I'm really interested in this distillery. I, I read up on them a little bit more. Uh, I found like an article that uh, I believe was written in, I think it might've been in, in Chinese. Maybe I had to use Google translate and okay. it was talking about all the different types of casks that they have there. And it's, it's owned by a husband and wife a, a French guy and a Taiwanese woman and it's really small, only been around for a few years. Like I said, they're growing cane and getting it refined mm-hmm. into molasses there. But they have all these different cast types. Uh, they even, they had some uh, Japanese, uh, I, I, this is another one of those pronunciation words. I, I, I've, I've read it a bunch of times, but I don't know if okay. I'm pronouncing it correctly or not. But okay. um, Mizunara oak barrels. And I know Sounds that's right. <laughs> I know that's getting more popular in in whiskey, particularly you know, of course, Japanese whiskey. Right. But um, that was the, like they had so many different types of casts. So they're doing all sorts of interesting stuff there. They're doing the long fermentations, the high ester stuff, and I'm I'm just excited to see what comes from them. But like I, what this tasted like, I was just not expecting at all. It really, it truly did surprise me. So, and that's one of the, the delights with rum, I think. Yeah, I think it's a good pick, and I think uh, from our perspective here, and I'm, I'm specifically saying that as a preface, Asia feels like an untapped market right now mm-hmm. for, for rum in terms of what we're getting over here, Taiwan and India and the Philippines and Japan mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and uh, Thailand and yeah. more. So, uh, you know, there seems like there's a lot going on over there that we're not getting as exposed to or that maybe perhaps there is just grassroots efforts or, well, uh, you know, smaller distilleries that are that mm-hmm. are just kind of getting things out now and are starting to get across the globe. So yeah. uh, I agree. I, I'm looking forward to more uh, from that region and mm-hmm. hopefully trying more next year. I, I agree. Did you have a chance to try this yet? I did. I did try what, it. What I, was your response to it? So you kind of mentioned in the middle there exactly what my thoughts were, that Mm -hmm. I can see the promise here, but I also feel like it's not there yet in terms of me just saying, I'm going to, you know, put it on a recommended list. Not not Uh, there. If it... If it were a lot cheaper, I think it would be there for me. Number one. But but yeah, yeah. Number two is they're just... Yeah, there was just something that just didn't quite integrate to me uh, Mm. just yet. I don't know if it was the Fino Sherry. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it was something different. It's, It's good, not great yeah is where my my thoughts are with it okay so what surprised um, you this year my my most surprising one is not surprising in so far as what the brand is but it is surprising in so far as what the brand put out oh okay. and that is uh so holmes key put out a whiskey slash wine cask that i talked about a little bit with you and we mentioned uh to some of our patreon members on on okay. one of our, our meetings and uh this was a pick from the dallas fort worth rum group okay uh, and I, if i recall i actually picked as one of my favorite rums last year the mauritius 2005 home, home oh, that, pick was that another, they did okay that was yeah the same dallas, so dallas they're club. like they're they're hidden hard <laughs> on these picks. Yeah. That they are really doing well. Um, this is a, a Foursquare Barbados Pot and Column Blend Rum from 2007. And it is full strength at 58.6%, aged in ex-bourbon for 11 years. And okay. here's the kicker. Then four years in casks that first held a red wine, an unnamed red wine, and then held English whiskey, and then oh. the rum. Okay, wow. So this is, this is a whiskey. third... 
Yes, a third. I do fill remember talking barrel. about this now because I was like, "How much English whiskey is there?" Because you know, right? Yeah, I- exactly. So I I don't know, you know, what English whiskey it actually was, or what red wine or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a whole lot there in terms of that information. But what I do know is that four years in this cask, uh, that is a third fill. I just. I, cu- I couldn't help but be interested when I saw this appear online and I was like, oh, I've got to get my hands on one of these and try it because uh, it just felt different to me. So, so what so, did, did the, I mean, I think it's surprising to see in terms of you see the the specs yep. on it, right? And it's like, what's going on here? Did that carry over to when you tasted it or did it, was it, it just like, oh, this did. is this is Foursquare? <laughs> no, it, it absolutely did. So that's what I, I, I wanted to finish by saying is not only is it most surprising because this is not something you see very often in the mm-hmm. rum world to begin with but also that it works mm. and it and it works really well it's one of my favorite rums that i've tasted this year now is it undeniably foursquare yes it is mm-hmm. it's it's a hundred percent foursquare and what that actually to me is what makes it work if this was too much whiskey and wine barrel in this yeah i think then it wouldn't appeal to me or it might mm-hmm. be a little off or weird this is just off profile enough mm-hmm. to be interesting okay and to be fun and to still be uh, a great rum. Nice. So it, it plays very, very well together for, for this uh, age, you know, like a total of 15 years. It, it tastes like a 15-year Foursquare Barbados rum with something different. A little something extra, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, I packaged this one. I'm going to send this one to you soon, too, because I want you to try this and You're see the man. what you think also. You're the man. Um, so you'll be getting this soon from me. Uh, but yeah, if you get a chance, and I don't know that there's much left at this point, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's it, it's worth your your the while. The Slash Barrel or the Slash uh, Whiskey Wine cask here, uh, it, it, it does its job, and it's, it's very surprisingly very good. You know, when you said... Foursquare and surprising, I thought you were going to pick what is kind of my honorable mention for this category, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which were the the flurry of 20-year Foursquare pot still yes. releases that came from several yeah. different independent bottlers. Holmes Key was one, Down Island was another. I know there, there were some European IBs that, that got their hands on some as mm-hmm. well, but man, that stuff was surprising. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, I was I was looking forward to that also to try to I, you know it made my short list and I was trying to yeah. fit it in somewhere and it just I, it didn't quite win anywhere because it is surprising and it is good but you don't just, enjoy don't it know, as much for whatever reason mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not yeah it, it just didn't hit the heights God even saying it like that it's it's bad it, it's it was in contention for a lot of these categories yeah. so let's put it that way. But for whatever reason, I picked something different. But yeah, yeah. The, the the Down Island Barbados 2002, Holmes Key 2002. Uh, was there another one? There was another one, I think. Yeah. Uh, like like I said, I, I know like there were, I, I think like 20 something of those casks or something. So there, there mm-hmm. if you see, like there are a bunch of 20 year old Foursquare pot still right. rums suddenly coming on the market and... I think it does not taste the same as you no. know the the other ECS releases. No, yeah. it's it's like yeah. if you know it's Foursquare, you can be like, oh, I can kind of see you know some some crossover here. But if you don't know it's Foursquare and someone gives you that, I think most people would not guess that's what it is because mm-hmm. um, like it, it's got like some Port Moranti vibes to it in some way. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's something. Yeah, that was a surprising one as well. But okay, so we've got two left. I think we should save overall rum for a. Uh, 
for the end. So yeah. should we go yeah. ahead and do our Am I the Asshole, you know, rum I just didn't get or whatever? Should we do that now? I, I think you should. I think you should. I'm, I'm really looking forward to what yours is here. So <laughs> okay. I, I feel pretty pretty confident in mine. So mine, it's not a it's not any one specific release because there were oh, a couple okay. there were a couple of these that I have this year. It's all from the same distillery though. Okay. Um okay. I had I had a release from Holmes Key. I also had a release from Valanche and Mallet, which is uh, okay. you know European okay. ID. Mm-hmm. 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 Tin cane rum. I don't get huh. it, John. I don't get it. This is really? so. This is the other Trinidad closed distillery, uh, not Coroni, <laughs> but Tin Cane, which was a distillery in Trinidad that closed many years, not many years, I think in the last decade. And you can still find some of the Tin Cane branded rums out there. Those are kind of like, uh, you know, you see a lot of pictures on rum forums and stuff like, hey, I got one, you know, found a a Dusty or whatever. But this year there was a a flurry of more independent bottlings because some of the casks from Tin Cane, you know, were still out there. Various third-party brokers had them. Um, I think some of them were aging at Foursquare because there was a whole you know, relationship between Tin Cane and Foursquare, where mm-hmm, Foursquare mm-hmm. ended up stealing some of their stuff at the end. Mm-hmm. But it's, a uh, these were cane juice rums, the two that I had. And yeah, I think, I just, I know a lot of people, I saw a lot of people praising these releases. Um, Including me. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Um, when I tasted these rums, I just felt like they're, like ill-formed like not fully formed, mm. like didn't wow. know what it wanted to be. It, they just fell flat to me. And I just, yeah, I, I I couldn't grasp onto anything when I'm tasting them. Um, ha- have you had the original Ten Cane? I, ha- I haven't had the original one, <laughs> um, so I'm mainly speaking at the uh, to the longer aged, independently mm-hmm. bottled, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. expensive ones. Right, you know. Right, and right. I-, I just I went back to them multiple times. I was like, "What am I missing here?" And I just came to the conclusion like these aren't for me. And it's funny because I was asking myself, you know, if I had tasted Coroni back before coroni mania you know because there were a bunch of companies that tasted mm-hmm. that and were like mm-hmm. they no. passed they passed Hard on pass. it. Right. they didn't buy right. it because they were like right. this is shit like people <laughs> won't like this yeah um now you know it's some of the most expensive rum in the world and it has mm-hmm. all the mystique from the distillery mm-hmm. being closed and so i was like am i those people now like because you know it's another closed trinidad <laughs> distillery and in my mind i'm reading this and i'm thinking like the reason why this is appealing is just because it's like a closed distillery. But maybe I'm wrong. And maybe in 10 years, uh, I'll be like, I could have bought bottles by the dozen of Tin Cane for, you know, $130. And now they sell for $5,000. But mm. at this point, I just, I don't get it. Maybe it's not well, for me. So here's my, the my, asshole? <laughs> here, here's my take on this. Um, you, but not you alone are the asshole here. <laughs> I think right. there are others I'm that are probably with, with you. My fellow assholes. Um, <laughs> but I feel, uh, for, number one, I really enjoy the, the Holmes Key. I haven't had the other one, the Valencian Mallet, mm-hmm. but the Holmes Key uh, 10K and I, I really do enjoy. But interestingly, as I mentioned earlier, I still liked the Raising Glasses Trinidad TDL better. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's a two different distilleries, same island, yeah. but but I still gravitated towards that one more than the Homesky 10K. I actually tried them back-to-back recently just to oh, really? confirm that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I will give you that maybe the 10K isn't mind-blowing, uh, at least from the Homesky Age release, mm-hmm. but I still think it's really well done and integrated, and I enjoy it. So, where I'm, I guess I kind of lose you is on the not-well-formed part. I'm like, yeah. Oh, 
No, I don't see that. Um, I do have the original 10 cane also. And I do think that that's a little bit closer to the Much Ado About Nothing because okay. it's hard to find and all of that. It's super thin and light mm-hmm. uh, and to me, not worth the hype it gets when people are like, oh my God, look what I, I found. I think it was kind of designed for cocktails, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I, if I remember, it's either 40 or 43 ABV. It's a low ABV mm-hmm. rum. Mm-hmm. Not that that condemns it in and of itself. I'm just saying it's it's very thin in its profile for me. It, just going by memory, I haven't tried that one recently. But yeah, that one I felt like when I found it, I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. You know, I gotcha. So maybe you're picking up on that in the long aging process, and maybe the lack of character from the distillate is not working well for you maybe. Uh, once it gets that long aged. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I, I would just say, if you, whether you agree or disagree vehemently with me, mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. let me know. Send us an email. Uh, I would love to hear tin cane takes from, from, from the rum universe out there. So. I feel like your saving grace here is I might get flamed more than you <laughs> okay. for this. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I don't know what you're going to say. But um, so you mentioned, I think, earlier, this was a sample that I tried this year from uh, Kyle, uh, who is generous enough to send this over from D.C. And uh, it's a, a well-known distiller. And in fact, one of their rums was on your best of already. I had such an anticipation to try this one. Mm-hmm. And was really looking forward to it and really ended up not liking it. Okay. And I need to know if I'm the asshole here. Oh, my God. No, I think I know what you're talking about. What is it? This, I might be this an asshole with you. Appleton Ruby. Yes. I am your fellow asshole. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, what is it that they say in uh, in uh, Star... Not Star Wars. What is it? The Keep firing, assholes. Um, <laughs> what is that? Spaceballs? Spaceballs. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, okay. that's us right now. Um, so here's what I found with this. I thought this was incredibly overoaked. Yeah. To the point where I could not enjoy it. Mm. And I tried really hard. Like I, I, I mean, I only had a small sample that to, to work from, so I didn't try it in, in drinks or anything. But not that I would, because this is a blend of rums that's minimum age 35 years and yep. up to 45 years. And I know it's in commemoration of Joy Spence and 40 years as a master blender. So yeah. from that perspective, it's very special and limited. But the rum itself, um, gosh, I really did not enjoy this one. By the way, I don't know what the price is on this i think it's eight hundred dollars yeah you're right it's i mean it's listed out of stock on total wine but the mm-hmm. price was 730 dollars um and it's 43 percent. so we're not talking yeah. a high strength i mean just based on the specs i was very excited to try this um mm-hmm. and again it's, it's not saying like uh you know I, I regret trying it or i'm really grateful to be able to try it oh, but s- super yeah I, I mean super thankful i pulled up my notes right here i had good on the entry so i think it started okay and then Mm -hmm. i said lots of leather finish very disappointing falls flat really Mm -hmm. thin so yeah i i remember like the oak really does take over but that was the other thing about it was it felt thin to me and it just Mm. it just kind of died uh i I was really perplexed by that and so i i would love i would love to tar mm -hmm. and feather you right now for the pick but unfortunately (laughs) i might be right there in the in the stockades with you with you after uh (laughs) after this goes live i didn't get this one either Okay, well, I, I mean, hey, I'm glad to hear it, but uh, yeah, it really just, I, I really was expecting to enjoy this one, or at least find something that was special, uh-huh. and this came off as decidedly not special, and, you know, that's kind of the point of this, and you, you missed the, the boat there if you, if you didn't nail that. Um, 
I, the only thing I would want to say uh, with this is this is what I don't want to happen in rum mm. is $800, $700 bottles that are marketed as super special, but they're mm-hmm. not there with the actual rum and the flavor right. and what it brings. So, Preach. you know, I, I would say uh, buyer beware with this one and just keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, I can't I can't disagree. I mean, John, you know how much I would love to call you an <laughs> asshole right now, but I can't. Um <laughs> because i'm one too so yeah all right yeah no i'd, I'd love to hear more from from listeners as well on, on that yeah, one too. yeah so please yeah please if let anybody's us know. had a different experience or the same experience like if you're agreeing yeah. with us we want to know like I, we need to know are mm-hmm. we assholes with this one i love this new category by the way <laughs> <laughs> um okay so wrapping things up overall rum favorite overall rum of the year john I really thought about this one long and hard because, okay. you know, you can take this one in any direction. And yep. what I tried mm-hmm. to come back to at the end of the day was just what was the rum that just I kept coming back to again and again throughout the year mm-hmm. that I thought was really exceptional, even among the other releases from this distiller that I've liked. And then, you know, you pointed out how I'm a big basketball fan earlier and mm-hmm. I know I, I gave. I, so I this prepared, one's a slam dunk. I, I prepared. The, <laughs> I prepared the, ki- the Christmas gift for LeBron James. That was a very special yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, LeBron is not my favorite player, though. My, I knew that. Yeah. My favorite player of all time is Tim Duncan, who is retired now. Um, played for the San Antonio Spurs, won five mm-hmm. championships, won two league MVPs, made and a fantastic guy too. Yeah, a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah one of the top 10 players of all time unquestionably and the thing about him is especially among hardcore nba nerds he's really known as being one of the best defensive players of all time he he, Mm -hmm. i think he made like a record number of all nba defense teams um just an amazing defensive player on top of his offensive gifts as well but john all these accolades in his long career he somehow never won the NBA's Defensive Player of the Year award. Really? And huh. every time, every it, it's very surprising. And every time that award comes up, I think about it. And it's just the kind of thing where, like, year in and year out, he was great. Everyone knew he was great. Everyone knew he was one of the best in the NBA, if not the best. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just the timing of it, you know, there was always some player that came and just had a great narrative that year or whatever. And he was never given that career achievement. And he should have been. And, John, I don't want this annual tradition on the rumcast i don't want to look back in 20 years and be like mm. how did i never give this distillery my favorite Our 24th overall? year of the rumcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did i never give them my overall favorite distillery or, or mm-hmm. rum of the year mm-hmm. even though i praised them all the time and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. recognize them as one of the best okay. um, i, see, I and see where you're going the only reason i had for not doing this was just because it's a popular pick and it's not surprising mm-hmm. And okay. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a mainstream pick, but John, I just, I have to go with it. I have to give props, um, to this release. The overall rum of the year for me was four square sovereignty. Wow. That is, is that surprising. Where you, is that where you thought I was you? going? No, not at all. <laughs> what did uh, you think I was going to do? I don't know. I thought I isn't, where's Tim Duncan from again? Uh, he's from the Virgin Islands, actually. Virgin Islands. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought somehow you were Crucian? making a connection there also. <laughs> Crucian, yeah, rum not, of the year. Not Crucian. Um, um, no. Not going to go with, with okay. the... Yeah. Uh, I, think so, he's spe- I think he's specifically from St. Croix, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, but okay. Anyway, okay. yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, my brain was drifting that way. But, you know, I can't fault you for this. Um, I haven't had Sovereignty. You haven't had it yet? I have not. Oh, man. Okay. 
But I've I'm heard fixing that from you. you and a few others how really, really great it is, even amongst the ECS line, that and it was a standout. That's what did it for me, is I just felt mm-hmm. like, you know, of all the ECS releases, and I've, I've revisited a lot of them, um, even much older ones this year, mm-hmm. and this one, to me, it just it stands out as one of, if not the best to me. And mm-hmm. as much praise as we give the ECS for its consistency and its kind of broad appeal, I think, uh, if I'm having one this year that I think is maybe my favorite of the ECS releases, it feels almost wrong to not select it for this, right? No, I, I agree. I mean, it's not the most uh, you know intriguing pick. No, it's not a you, sexy. You pick. sold it. You sold um, it the right way, which is you. to say, look, it's it, this is is deserving of this yeah. spot in yeah. every way. And yeah. yeah, maybe it's not trendy, but it is. It, it's uh, not. It's, be there. it's mm-hmm. not. It's not atypical or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like it's mm-hmm. right in line, mm-hmm. but it's just in a. Yeah. It's. Uh, literally an exceptional cask. <laughs> um, and uh, this is, you know, just to prove I don't have a sherry bias, this is a uh, uh, ex-bourbon and ex-sherry maturation for this one, 14 mm-hmm. years old. And it's just it's just great. Um, if you haven't had it yet, try to find a bottle. I'm definitely going to get you some. So I actually, okay. this was the rare time I bought a backup bottle of something. I usually don't do that. But I did that with this release, and man, you're I'm, you're, you're I'm making just, me. I'm just getting to the end of my first bottle, so I actually brought it with me on the road for my Christmas travels, mm-hmm. planning to kill it, you know, share it with family, that kind of stuff. The best way to empty a good rum, sharing it with friends as you indulge in holiday traditions. So yeah, that is my pick. I'm really you, interested you, to see what yours is. You're making me feel so much remorse right now, like. Uh, <laughs> Not only because I didn't buy it here in Miami, the one opportunity I had, but also because I saw it recently in Jacksonville oh, as I was passing through. Damn. And I think it was around 130. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, I have so much Foursquare rum. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but it's sovereignty. And then yeah. I left without it. And yeah. now I, the next ECS release is going to be Remorse. Well, <laughs> the title remorse. It. <laughs> remorse. It's actually going to be Touchdown. but Touchdown, yes. The one after that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, unsurprising, but also I, I totally get where you're going with it. And, uh, you know, I, I hope to confirm that you made a good pick soon with uh, tasting it soon. We'll have to wait and All see. Right. All right. My, my pick is also uh, probably not as sexy. So we're, we're ending on a, on a less sexy note than the rest <laughs> of it. But I feel like our lists overall are sexy. So, All right. Yeah. Um, this is, you know... This is uh, the, the least sexy part, but it's also the, the, the most deserving. And uh, you mentioned this rum, so you talked about it already. Oh, I did? Um, you spoiled the surprise for me a little bit. Is this yes. crossover? It is crossover a Oh, bit, man, yes. I thought we'd made it to the end with no crossover. I know. We got so close. Um, I'll, I'll mention my two runner-ups real quick. One of them we already mentioned, which was the Barbados 2002. Um, I, I think I still like the Down Island one, uh, just for, in terms of value. But the Homeski one was also I- incredible uh, and was in the running. Okay. Uh, the other one that I really enjoyed is another independent bottler pick, Impex. Uh, Long Pond VRW 15 year. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you had a chance to try I that, did. but 
Oh, very good. Super great. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that comes down to the experience because I got to try that one with one of our uh, listeners, Kim Michael, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in New York, and it was it, it was a, a really nice environment to try rums in, and sometimes that that helps with yeah. getting you there with it. So I'm willing to admit with that long pond, maybe there was a little environmental thing with, with just the, the brandy library is where we were and it was a really nice environment. Oh, trying to try rums at distilleries can play tricks on you. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a distillery in this case. It was just yeah, yeah, a nice yeah, yeah, venue. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, it, it was very noteworthy and I found it to be incredible uh, overall. At the best long pond I've had so far. Okay, um, all right. Okay, but my actual pick is the Homeski Fiji 2001. Mm. The 21 year. I know I'm going to get accused of being a Homeski fanboy uh, because I think this might be the third year in a row that my best overall went to a Homeski. But you know what I say to that? Screw it. Did you do it three years in a row? I might be three years in a row. I, 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 I'm not 100% sure because I didn't listen to every... I might have uh, to boo you for doing that. Come on. Three years you in can, a row is You too can much. boo me. T- boo, boo me. And boo. any listeners out there, you want to boo me, go ahead. I am a fanboy <laughs> of Holmes Key because they are bringing consistently to my market the best rums available. And I, I just, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, my heart is where my heart is. And mm. they do not pay me. We, we haven't had Homeski as a sponsor in a very long time. Um, <laughs> and, and, like, I don't know what else to say. They're, they're, they're bringing these rums consistently year over year that are things that I've not been able to get in other mm-hmm. ways. And they stand out. And you mentioned it earlier. And I mean, there's I can, nothing I can say. I can't fault you too much since I did pick this for a different category. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it's a 21 year Fiji, which I've never uh, seen elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It absolutely brings with it something that the other releases, although great yeah. from, from Homeski and other Fiji uh, releases, have that is that funk, that Fiji characteristic. This one just steps it up a notch to the best overall rum I had this year. Yeah. So I, I just, I can't uh, I, I, I'm, I'm conflicted. Like I said, I was I really had a thought of like, do I go against it and pick something else because it's Homeski? And I was like, no. That's stupid. Right. I'm going to pick the best rum I had this year. To go to go back to our uh, Tolkien, George R. R. Martin mm-hmm. conversation earlier, this is a choice that Ned Stark would make. You know, even <laughs> if it even if it comes at a personal reputational cost, yep. he won't he won't betray his honor. So this is how you feel in your heart of hearts, and that's what you're going with. I'm ready to get my head chopped off after the first season. <laughs> oh wait, is that a spoiler I was, I, now? No, oh, I was shit. just about this. I was just about to say something <laughs> similar, but like at this point, you know, spoilers. The, the spoiler window is over. Yeah, so. I think so. so. Okay, wow. So there it is. That that is uh, my best overall rum that I've tasted this year. That has hit my lips. Well, as always, this was a uh, a really entertaining exercise for for me to sit here and and hear your picks unveiled hopefully same here um, hopefully listeners enjoy it and i'd love to hear your picks um if you have obviously you know we already mentioned if you have thoughts on any of the ones we may love to hear about that but what were the standouts to you uh whether you use the categories we listed or not love to hear what those are send us an email host at rumcast.com hit us up on social media john where can they find us there yeah, we're at the Rumcast. We've been there all year, and that's not changing now. At the Rumcast at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So check us out on any of those platforms. Comment, uh, leave us some notes, some DM us if you want through there. We, we, we love to hear from you. We love to hear about what your picks are. 
some really great daiquiris, by the way. We we got on our social media tags recently yeah. that people made. Some of them they tried from our picks. Some of them they, they showed their own and what they were doing. Uh, love seeing that. And it really does keep us going with the conversation and, and keeps the conversation going, I should say. So, yeah. It, you know, one thing we didn't do this year, Will, is share our memorable moments from the podcasting. Uh, oh, that's from, right. Like, yeah. Different interviews. But, you know, we should just kick that to the next episode for our start of the year episode and talk about that. And, and that would be fun to do. So, yeah, if if you had any of those memorable moments and you want to pitch those in and say what your favorite moments were, um, maybe we can talk about those uh, for our next episode and our first of 2023. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. But either way, um, I, I believe this podcast will be releasing a day or two after Christmas, probably. So mm-hmm. hope everyone is having a great holiday season. Hopefully you're able to take a little time to relax, uh, indulge in some traditions, however you celebrate. Hopefully you're on your way towards a happy new year celebration. And we can't wait to go through another year with all of you. So yep. definitely we've got some we've got some great stuff planned, getting out there, getting interviews on the books for 2023. So it's fun to look back, but even more fun to think about what is to come next. So looking forward to going through it with all of you. All right. Happy holidays, everyone. See you next year. Cheers. Cheers.